How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to What? That old queen, a candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age. So please listen at your own discretion. Presented by Bernie and Tommy, their views are their own and in no way reflect those of any service you may hear this program on. Now, let your ears be upstanding for the <coughs> old queen. ready for the spring special i think so <laughs> not sure actually <laughs> i know it feels a bit like we're throwing this together uh, at the last minute but you know some of the best shows are like that aren't they i mean you know this <laughs> <laughs> um, recently mm. i was messaging you about one of my favourite podcasts. I won't say what it was because it might, <laughs> they might be listening. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you said, um, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> they just don't talk about anything. <laughs> and their voices are really annoying. Yeah. So here we are. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the remit for this show. <laughs> We do talk about some things. Yeah, we've got a great guest as well. We've got a great guest today. Uh, We've got Sadiq Ali, who is a queer circus artist and performance maker, who's doing a show at the Theatre Royal in Bath on Saturday the 22nd of April called The Chosen Haram, which is his debut work, which enabled him to explore his experience of sexuality, faith, and apply that to a contemporary circus art form. And we're going to go and see it, aren't we, we? Yeah. next week. Yeah. 
Um, so you should all come and see it as well. Is it on Saturday? It's on Saturday. Okay. In Bath. Can you make it? I might have to move things around. I, I hope so, because they put the tickets in your name. <laughs> we won an award. We did, yeah. We're now award-winning podcast. About time. What, that old queen? Hmm. I mean, I think it's the first of many, to be honest. How do you feel about being an award-winning actually, podcaster? I feel mixed about it, because I just remember the person that gave us the award saying something of the words to the effect of you have just gone to prove that there's something for everyone (laughs) and I felt a little bit put out by that because I do agree that there are points in our kind of queer life where we have to just come together and speak to each other Mm. but I think that our podcast actually speaks to quite a lot of different people and um you know, you get the stats out, and quite often it's a lot of middle-aged women, so... Yeah, there's people from across the board. Yeah. So... And they're going to take over the world. Um, I thought... I don't remember, because I was convinced we weren't going to win the award, so I ended up getting quite drunk. I can't remember what she what she said, but I thought she was quite complimentary. I didn't, I didn't remember her saying that. It was a backhanded compliment. Oh, OK. Which is my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's our new podcast. (laughs) It's called Backhanded Compliment. (laughs) I'm going to make a show next year called Money for Old Rope. And you can do do the podcast. Okay, great. (laughs) 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 Um, Money for a podcast would be nice. (laughs) What else have you been up to? Well, I have been... Planning my 50th birthday celebration. Oh, yes. I've I've got my ticket. Mm. And um, I've also been sort of struck by various different ailments Mm. um, over the last three months, which I thought we could turn into a feature. Right. Hypochondriac's Corner. Right, yeah. Um, I just noted a few of the ones that I've experienced only in the last couple of months. (laughs) I wanted to share them with you. Let's list them. (laughs) <laughs> and I talk about that in relation to to my birthday, mm. because I'm thinking about doing some kind of party turn, as is my want. And I thought I might dress up as all the ailments and maybe dance on the dance floor as that ailment. Okay. So we've got golfer's elbow. Right. And I think that would be quite a nice uh, that, costume that, for that, that. That actually sounds like a dance to mm. me. Uh, what, what, how, how, how does that manifest itself? Golfer's elbow. Well, I don't do any golf, so I don't. <laughs> but you've got it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. All of this year, I've just been riddled with mm. acid reflux. Yeah. Which has calmed down just now, and I've actually not drunk for this whole year. This is only my probably fourth glass of wine of the year. Right. Because I came round and yeah, recorded well, you, a podcast you're with you. A bad temp- you're a bad influence. Oh, no. I was going to say temptation. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm also that. Yeah. Which involved me having two x-rays and a camera crew down my neck, throat. I've also had a camera crew up my penis, what? Aretha. Okay, when you say that, like, is it like Challenge Annika? She's, she's there in a boiler she's, suit. She's yeah. there in a boiler yeah, suit she's running down everyone. your neck. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she's encouraging everyone. <laughs> okay. I've had um, cysts on my kidneys. That was a bit of last year, really. Mm. This is one of my favourite names. Follicus barbera. 
Do you know what that is? I don't know. Was he in the, the Senate of Rome? <laughs> <laughs> this is an infection of the fo- hair follicles in the beard of the bear bear. Babara. Okay. Yeah. The Babara. Yeah, so I haven't shaved for the Babara bar. Okay. Yeah, I've noticed you're donning a little bit of um a beard. Do you think I look more masculine? You do look quite masculine with it. I think you should carry on, make it a bit bigger and fuller. How do you feel about it? I don't like it. Okay. I've also had syphilis. <laughs> Which is um, still, I think, a massive stigma to talk about. Oh. When I say that I've had syphilis, people scream right. and run away from me. Really? Yeah. Are you saying it while during the sexual uh, act, <laughs> <laughs> or or just at the you know supermarket? Usually, just over a cheese toasty or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's a very interesting um, infection, like purely intellectually, mm. you know? And so I said to my therapist, oh, I'm thinking about writing a book called The Syphilis Diaries because it's made me unravel all different parts of my <laughs> life, you know, and thinking about lovers past and that. So mm. I'm, um, I'm pursuing that, The Syphilis Diaries. So keep Great. an eye on that one. Yeah, like the breakup monologues, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Great. And then it all culminated, the, everything's kind of, working it itself through. Mm. I've had the all clear from the um, sexual health clinic. The x-rays have come back fine. Um, acid reflux is gone. Although after this wine, it might be coming back again. Mm. Golfer's elbow? Golfer's elbow is fine. I've got greatest trochanter pain syndrome. <laughs> That's um, easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's still present, but I think that was because I did went for a 15 site. 15 mile cycle ride on Sunday. Mm. Am I boring you, Bernie? No, not at all. It's a bit like that. Um, <laughs> what's that song that used to be on Vaudeville or whatever? And his arm came off yeah. and his leg came off. It's a bit like that, isn't it? Well, it's me. It's just yeah. <laughs> like you. I've got pains that I never, and I'm sure this is because I'm coming to up to 50. Right. Yeah. And, all, and all this week, I've just had the common cold. There's nothing common about a cold. I've welcomed it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at least, I, 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 at least I can board, pronounce There's plenty it. more. <laughs> there's plenty room for more infections and diseases and ailments. Do you know what? After this, the beginning of this year, you're going to be invincible. I think so, because I've, I've seen it all. Yeah. Mm. Like, like, you can just bat it off. Mm. You're a survivor. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, just, just embrace it. Can I talk about... Your mother's TV. <laughs> yes, if you want, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, it is just there. Yeah, it's on the table yeah. as we speak. Mm. Is my mother sending you messages from beyond the grave through the TV? I wanted to ask you whether that is true. <laughs> uh, maybe I picked the wrong moment to do it. <laughs> no, um, no, not at all. I don't know. It could I, be true. I've never met your ma- mother. Um, oh. I did go to her funeral and... I I could sense the love and warmth from her, yeah, um, from everyone that was there. So this TV you gave to me during one of the lockdowns, mm. and it was just been brilliant, yeah. Until quite recently, when it's just stopped working, I turn it on and it says no signal. <laughs> okay. And sometimes I put it on. You kind of have to surprise it, and it goes go on. Oh. It works. Right. 
and then and it just stopped working. So I was ordering a council clearance for three items, and I did put the TV on it. Right, I have to admit because okay. it wasn't working. Yeah, I was just going to get rid of it. That's and it, fine. And then I switched it on again, and it worked. And it worked. So I cancelled the t- I cancelled the collection. They've collected the items, mm. switched it back on. It doesn't work again. <laughs> It does sound like my mother's involved. That's what I get. I'm not going to tell a lie. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from her. As you know, you know, when you're on the other side, I think that you can influence electronic things in this realm. So, yeah, I'm I'm afraid the TV is haunted. Can we do a little spell? We might have to do an exorcism, maybe during the break. Because I only watch Loose Women on it. That's the only reason why it's there. That's probably why. She she hates Loose Women. Really? No, I don't know. <laughs> Just watch an old movie now and again on it, and she'll love it. I reckon the TV will be fine. Hmm. What's, the, what's the channel we like? Talking Pictures. Talking Pictures. Talking Pictures TV. Mm. Yeah, maybe watch a little bit of that, and then see if it kind of gets rid of the ghost. Mm. But I'll shake some chicken bones at it in the break, yeah. and we'll see. Um, you're, it, we're going to do a little bit of snack out of it before the break. Oh, well, I've been snacking on my own snacks. I know. Well, I bought, I bought something. Where have I put them? So, I bought some... Do you want a top-up as we're here? Yeah, why not? I bought some cur- curator's pork puffs. Who's curated them? The, the curators. From an international leading art gallery in the city. <laughs> yeah, and they've curated some pork puff. Snacks. Well, that was very kind of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the perfect snack for the gym, the pub, and everything in between. I mean, I'm not quite sure what's in between the gym and the pub. Well, I'm usually a cycle ride for me, but... Not much, really. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to dig into... And what have we been eating... What have we been sh- snacking on... From you? I don't know, sort of chilli and lemon bits. Chilli, yeah, I liked those. Oh, what do you think about That's a nice big wine for you, Bernie. Mm, thank you. What do you think? Mm, they're like a... more of a puffy pork scratching. Yeah. The curators are a collective of flavour fanatics... Led by food-loving friends Max and Ed. Don't think I know them. Seeking taste inspiration from around the globe to give their premium high-protein... The high-protein. Oh, well, we like that. Full of natural protein. Oh, sorry. But high-protein snacks are truly mouth-watering twist. Inspired by the Latin street food snacks, our fabulous pork puffs are made from the finest pork rind, hot-flashed... For a light and crunchy texture and packed full of natural protein. It's our take on an English classic roast pork with crispy crackling, satisfyingly light crunch, a touch of salt and rich umami depth. Are you feeling an umami depth with this? Come on, babe. <laughs> How deep is your umami? Did you get any nice Easter eggs? Well, I got a couple of those lint Easter eggs mm. uh, from my boss at the watershed. 
after I complained that you weren't getting any Easter eggs. I wasn't getting any Easter eggs. And a Cadbury's cream egg. But that's it. Because you're a social media influencer now, aren't you? I'm a complete influencer for um, social media, yeah. I mean, I feel like this podcast was obviously the beginning of that. Yeah. And um, the award-winning podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I I do a bit of social media now for people. Why? Do you you want to hire me? Well, because I've hired a... I've hired a student to do it. She hasn't okay. done one post yet. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I mean, I would say the fewer posts, the better, really, for social media. Less is more. <laughs> Less is more, obviously. Not more is more is more. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So are you giving them set times to do stuff? I said, when are you ready to start? And she said, and she said, I can start today. And that was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she is doing it, but on a different channel. She's... That you're not, that you actually don't have access to. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got my logins. She's got your logins. Okay. You have met this person, right? You didn't give them your bank account details. <laughs> No, I never met them, actually. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, right. <laughs> well, on that bombshell, shall we have a little break? And then we come, we'll come back and we'll talk to Sadiq Ali, who's gorgeous circus performer. So, yeah, make sure you check out his socials. If only for the abs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we will be back after uh, this... Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. So, Tommy, we have a fabulous guest for the show, don't we? We do. Yeah, that's right. We do. We have Sadiq 
Ali, who is a queer circus artist and performance maker. How are you doing? (laughs) Yes, I'm good. And those things. (laughs) And all of those things. But at the moment, you're in a beer garden. (laughs) don't tell (laughs) yeah you've got to do a shot before you get to work but um it's good to be here and thank you for having me (laughs) no problem (laughs) Uh, so where where are you on your way to this evening because it's it's kind of other stuff that you do as well isn't it this evening yeah i'm doing a couple of cabaret shows tonight so i'm catching you en route to covent garden at the moment in london and the accent sounds like it's from Scotland. <laughs> Is that obvious? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from Edinburgh originally. Oh, and then I came to London to study circus and do my degree. And I've been in London for maybe the last 10, 12 years. That passes fast. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we're coming to see your show, which is at the Theatre Royal Bath on Saturday, 22nd of April, called the, Is It the Chosen Haram? The Chosen Haram. Yeah. You got it. Tell us a little bit about the show. So in the title itself is Haram, which you may or may not know that that means that something that's forbidden by Islam. Um, And essentially, I look at a relationship between a gay Muslim and another man, and I tell that story through circus, through dance, through physical theatre, and some really beautiful visual imagery, which you will see if you come. It's a heartwarming story as well as uh, a hard story at times. It's not, as for many of us, you know, it's not always a clear journey, especially if you're dealing with uh, faith and sexuality or shame and some of those outcomes. But there's real joy in it as well. And so it's a, it's a real journey. I was looking at some of the reviews and you've got brilliant reviews for the show. I was just curious to know is there any talking in the actual show or is it all movement and at one point i recite the quran but apart from that there is no dialogue and you don't really you're not supposed to understand that unless you speak arabic anyway yeah, yeah. so it kind of it has no no language it is all physical wow and do you think that like because i guess you use you're using chinese pole you're using silks as well no, the show is based around two Chinese bowls okay. and Chinese bowls. I like to, I like to call it extreme pole dancing. It's basically <laughs> like two five meter high uh, poles covered in rubber that you climb and you dance and you do acrobatics on them. But yeah, basically, I think of it as glorified pole dancing, but in a really beautiful artistic way. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever ever done extreme pole dancing? I have Tom? done. Well, it's really funny actually because. I did do a lot of pole dancing when I was a bit younger and I did a show at the Euston Off Theatre that was called The Passion of the Pole where I did a crucifixion on the pole itself. (laughs) But there was a... Yeah. (laughs) There was a a lot of words and language in that show and I'm very interested in your show because there there isn't any words or, or very few. And I sort of wondered about, like placing the physicality right at the forefront of the work is, is do you see that as a kind of like metaphor for words and language and, and the story that you're telling how does that work for you i just i think it's one of the the powerful things about the show is that we've managed to tell this narrative and this story in a really strong way without words and it's actually quite special and a lot of people have come away and after the show almost not realized that there was no words and they've said mm. like 
that they completely understood the story and only maybe halfway through that they realized they were watching something that had no words. And I'm like, that feels like a real achievement. It's, it's really great. Um, but I think it comes from a root of training as in circus training, you don't often work on text-based stuff. You are very physical. So I'm using circus as the language to tell this story. Can we, can we talk a little bit about the show and the story? How, how did it sure. come about and how did you devise it? Uh, so I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of life experience in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from like a mixed heritage family. I grew up uh, in a Muslim family until I was around maybe 14 or 15. And I realized that I was queer. And for me, that meant that I had to leave my family. Uh, well, one half of my family. I still have a connection with some but I know that for, for many people going through realizing your identity and that might be in a conflict with your home life, that that's tough. And so when okay, so I came to circus later in life, I was maybe in my early 20s. And what I didn't realize I found was a way to express what I needed to express. And it came about as the start of my final. So you, at the end of a, a circus degree, you do your final performance. And I did a six-minute solo that looked at being gay and Muslim. And I did it to the call to prayer. And it was powerful. It felt important. And it felt like something I needed to put out there into the world. And that I didn't, before that, have any chance to do so. Um, since then, it's grown. Um, it's maybe less of a scream into the void of artistic expression than it used to be. Now it is very much it's a curated story because I wanted to look at that character and what that character might experience if they have a relationship with another man, if they allow themselves to do that. But what I've tried to do is I've tried to make something that isn't political, that doesn't say uh, you can um, you can be queer and Muslim happily or you must leave Islam to be queer. I've tried to avoid that. I don't want to go down that line. I want to look at this one character's experience and his journey and then open up the conversation around that. And it's not solely about that. There's lots of stuff in here, isn't there? There's gay shame, there's drugs, there's chemsex, there's faith, there's addiction, <laughs> identities and also relationships and love. What what do you think is things. what do you think is the central message of it? You'll have to tell me when you see it. But I think it's one of, <laughs> That's a good guess. I think it's one of hope. Yeah, thank you. I, I like to think it's one of hope. Great, but that's just me. <laughs> I was reading that you'd made some that you, you'd made the show with kind of in conjunction or collaboration with talking to people who identify as ex-Muslims. Um, and how how have you kind of weaved their story into the show? Ah, that's interesting. So right back at the start, I really I needed to speak to other people so that it wasn't just about me and my journey and so that I kind of was allowing myself and the artistic exploration for the show. I put a little call out on Instagram and actually the response was a lot greater than I thought it would be. Um, I thought I might get, but I ended up being able to speak to in person like six or seven other people who really identified and experienced what the show is about. It was really important for me to then do that process because it allowed me to not just be thinking about it as my experience and my issue, but actually as a wider thing. But what it really did was give me the strength and the bravery to make this work um, because I felt that I wasn't alone in that journey. I wouldn't lie if there hasn't been fear or concern about safety when working with the subject of Islam and queerness and speaking to other people 
yeah, it gave me the strength to make this work. I don't know how far you are into the tour. Have those people come and seen the show? Yes, some of them have. (laughs) And um, mixed experiences, I think. It's one of these kind of shows that, like, it's everybody can watch it. doesn't matter what background you're from. You'll be able to connect it because it is about relationships. It's about love. It's about the highs and the lows. And we all have those experiences. But I know that for some people who really connect to the material because they've lived it, they might have a, a slightly more intense mm. experience because we bring our own life experiences and our past and everything that we are into a show when we sit down in that auditorium. Yeah, and especially a piece that doesn't have words. What you're watching relates to everything that you have been before. Well, it, kinda, can, it can kind of mean more if there's no words, I think. It can connect more to more people, I think. Yeah, because you bring your own experience to what you're watching Mm -hmm. and how you understand that. And although there is quite like a linear narrative and we know what's happening when we're watching it, there is also there's some really abstract imagery and, and you're allowed to let your mind wander in those moments to whatever it means to you. I was like that in a show. I always find it difficult to keep up with dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my... um... Uh, you like to let your mind wander, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I just yeah. like to think about myself when watching a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can it's, do that here. Right. <laughs> I was also reading about that the, um, the, the show does with sort of self-destructive kind of gay relationships that that tend to happen, and I wondered whether there's a sort of connection between people that have been brought up, I mean, not necessarily religious, but could be, in kind of um, very suppressed situations and environments and and then coming out of that and leading to kind of more destructive, full-on kind of ways of behaving sexually. You know, like, I wish that I was giving you uh, the happy queer ever after story. And I love that those are coming about and we're seeing those, but this isn't always that. And... The show deals with the themes of addiction, particularly based on a journey through chemsex, um, which, as we may know, starts off wonderful before it becomes destructive. And I, I, I feel that if you enter the queer underground where there's parties and like freedom and drugs and sex and everything that you maybe didn't have before and you're having to at the same time lead some form of double life or it's... It's an escape from from shame, really. Then, yeah, I, I really believe that there's a higher chance that you like you can lose yourself in that. I don't know how how much that is speaking to your own personal experience, but would you say that making the show has kind of helped to get out of more destructive situations and relationships? Has making the show got me out of more destructive relationships? Like, is there something? <laughs> is there something cathartic about the making of it? Yeah, definitely. Of course, there is. Um, I feel like as an artist that's working on stuff like based in personal experience, of course, that there is a catharsis in the creation process. I think it's really important to like distance myself from that and to become a character when working on it. Otherwise, you're maybe reliving stuff on stage every time, and I. I I love my audience, but I don't want to relive stuff for them. So mm. I'm very much playing a character in that sense. But um, towards the end of the show, we we see the effects of excessive substance use, and we we experience uh, an overdose with the character. And I don't want to ruin the end of the show, but at the same time, well, it shouldn't. doesn't give us an answer. 
Um, because I don't think there is an easy answer when it comes to addiction, when it comes to dealing with shame. I feel like it's a, uh, almost like a lifetime of unlearning. And, um, and there are moments of when you're doing really well and greatness, and there's moments when you may be pulled back under. And that is just about managing and about the supports that are around you and about, so about every day being an act of defiance in a way, just yeah, in overcoming those obstacles and being able to be, being able to be. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. That's no, 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 I think that's great. And I think so many people will identify with that. I mean, so many, we all, I think we all have a certain amount of gay shame in our community uh, and we have to deal with it in different ways. And so I think, I think it's brilliant that you that you're using that as part of the show. I really can't wait to see it. It's doing a little tour, isn't it? Where else is it going to? We've done some quite amazing stops already. So we've just come back from New Zealand and wow. uh, we did Stockholm. And so we're doing some European stuff. But um, UK-wise, we've got Bath, we've got Didcot, we've got uh, Twickenham, um, I will have to look at the full list, which I will send on to you, and maybe we can put it in the notes <laughs> because um, I go where I'm told, uh, okay. which is lovely. Because we did, um, we originally did the show at Edinburgh Fringe, and then it really has kicked off from then. And we've got a really great tour happening this year. Actually, it's it's really quite surreal how it's gone from a little idea in my head to we're doing a, an international tour, and we're currently as well in talks with like taking it to Canada. So I'm like, amazing. Huh. This is my first full-length show, and it's it's doing very well, which is wonderful. I think it must mean it's not shit, and you should come and see it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Everybody should come and see this, if they can. Um, so what's next on the horizon after this? So this show is going to go on and on and on. Okay. <laughs> I have no doubts about that. We have bookings until autumn 2024, we're starting to talk about, which is great. And during that time, I'm looking at uh, making a second show. So I want to continue with what we've done here, which is we've made a, a queer narrative that fits into like mainstream theatre spaces with circus. And I feel like I've found something that is, yeah, that's me. That's my artistic outlet. So I'm currently um, working on a piece that explores HIV and connection because I have an opportunity to work with an ensemble. And I want to look at, Again, throughout, without words, um, a queer narrative that is very close to my heart. And so I'm working on that at the moment. And I'm working on another show called Bath House. I'm giving you too much information, um, <laughs> which is in very early uh, development stages. So just looking for opportunities to continue queer storytelling through, through circus and through physical physical theatre. Sounds great. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Can you, Tommy? I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Where... Where else can people find out about you? <laughs> what would they like to find out about? <laughs> <laughs> well, like social media and things like that, because I'm yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners will be interested. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, my social media handles are Sadiq Sadiq um, on Instagram and on Twitter. I am more prolific on Instagram. And that's it, really. Uh, if you're looking for our producers or for the show tour, turtlekeyarts.co.uk. You can see the whole UK leg of the tour there. And that's it. Great. Sadiq, Sadiq. Well, Sadiq, Sadiq. You heard it here first. <laughs> like okay. Janine, Janine, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sadiq, thank you so much for being on the show. Can't wait to come and see you in Bath next week. Oh, I can't wait to see you there. Enjoy thank your you. extreme pole dancing tonight. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will do. <laughs> Get there safe. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Bye, Sadiq. Okay, so that was great talking to Sadiq. Unfortunately, because he's in a pub garden, he couldn't stay for Queens of Agony. But I thought he might be quite good at that. I'm sure, yeah, with all that experience. I mean, I'd quite like him to do it from a pole. In fact, maybe we should do that next time. We'll we'll do the pole podcast from up a pole. I also am going to do a course where um, I do headstands. Right. So I could do that as well. Yeah. Mm. We might have to get you like a headset mic for for that. I'm not going to do headstands. No. Very wise. I'm probably not going to be up a pole either. I'll I'll do it sitting down. I'd like to see you up a pole. With my head on a pole. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you would. Mm. I've been waiting for this day. Well, Well, talking about poles, Mm. there's a lot of bottoming in the Queens of Agony. And we do, like, I've got a really long letter for you as okay. well. Like the ultimate long letter. Well, you better hand me those pork scratchings. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what are you thinking of the curator's pork puffs? I'm obsessed. <laughs> I thought you might be. So, I'm going to do a big gong. Obviously, I haven't done this for so long. I've forgotten what I'm doing. Um, Right. Dear old queens, a hot guy and a geeky guy hooking up. Does this ever happen? In school, there was this hot, sporty guy who was always teasing me, but he was always obsessed. He'd light up whenever he saw me, but he did it in a way... Cigarette. (laughs) I'm hoping a Panama cigar, (laughs) especially at school. (laughs) He lit up whenever he saw me, but he did it in a way where he'd be making fun of me. Years later, I reconnected with him on Facebook and he told me he was bi and that he'd had a huge crush on me. He didn't understand why I never picked up on the signs. And I was like, fuck, has something similar Ever happened to the old queens? No. No. <laughs> well, what? I, do you, I mean, that would place us, what, what are they trying to place us in? The geek camp or the... I don't know. The hot camp? Well, maybe it's that, it's that maybe unrequited love scenario where you think that person isn't going to go for you, but they actually do. Like, I, I feel like we all, like, sometimes... When I fancy someone, like most most men, I feel like I'm batting above my average. And and then I'm pleasantly surprised when they fancy me and I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Well, I've ne- yes, I can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah, good. <laughs> so, so, so that's never happened to you. Like when you you thought you fancy someone and they probably wouldn't fancy you and then they did. No, I fancy someone. I thought they wouldn't fancy me and they didn't fancy me. <laughs> I mean, that happens more often than not <laughs> to me. <laughs> 
Um, it's happened to me a couple of times where I just I fancied people and I just thought I'm never in a million years am I ever yeah ever gonna like sleep with them or uh, they wouldn't be interested in me and then it happens. And where but, are they now? Well, well it sort of doesn't last, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they only want to do the ugly fuck one night. So. <laughs> I guess like some kind of kink, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm some kind of kink. I think the kink, the, the kink of Bernie. Uh, no, I do. I mean, you're, you're a classically handsome man. Oh, bless you for saying that. But, yeah, but what? But why am I terminally single? <laughs> right. Yeah, couldn't answer that one, could you? Right. <laughs> Maybe you're looking in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we move on? Should yes. we move on to the next one? Yeah. Okay. Divorced guys a turn off? Question mark. Question mark. Recently divorced after a 15-year relationship. I'm 44. And I'm curious, is that a turn-off? I'm about to head back into the dating market and I'm concerned that being divorced may be interpreted as a red flag or a turn-off. Am I tainted goods? On the other hand, I guess I could make the argument that I'm capable of a long-term relationship. I've never lied about being divorced and I certainly de-emphasise it. Oh, sorry. I can certainly de-emphasise it. What are the old Queen's thoughts? Is this letter written in 1956? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been. I think it, it went through. From the back catalogue. It, it's from the back, yeah. It's, it's an old one. We've been off air for a while. <laughs> I had to go back. <laughs> no, it's relatively recent. Mm. Yes, it's a relatively recent one. Were they... The gay divorcee. Yeah. Mm. Were they divorced? Are they divorced from? This is a man, is it? Um. Yeah, I'm assuming. And he's divorced from another man. Yeah. I mean, it didn't make any difference to me actually, really. Yeah. Uh, no, is the answer. I think that as well. Yeah. yeah. You're not tainted. Well, we've all got a not, history. You're not tainted in that respect. Yeah. We've all got a bit of history, haven't we? Yeah. Like, especially when you get a bit older. You've got loads of it. <laughs> Too much. Mm. <laughs> We've all been around the block mm. quite a few times, mm. you know. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about being divorced. I think it's more of his hang-up than anybody else's. No, I... I, I mean, I've never been married. No, I've never Or been divorced. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an achievement in itself. Someone gave me a commitment ring once. What did you do with it? I wore it on my finger. Okay. Where is it now? I don't know. I've lost <laughs> it. <laughs> Not... And what about the person who gave you the commitment ring? He's now divorced. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he got married to a female and they're divorced. If you got divorced, mm. like obviously you get married first mm. and have a party. If you got divorced, would you also have a party? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Mm. In fact, I'm up for the divorce party. More so. Than, yeah, yeah, than the marriage. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, divorce is in. I won't worry about it. Right, now we're getting to the real nitty-gritty. Would you let your GP know, because at like the top, top of the show, we were talking about ailments. Mm. Hypochondriac's corner. Hypochondriac's corner. This could be added to that. Would you let your GP know that you bottom? Oh, yes. 
<laughs> well, there's quite a long letter with this. Oh, right. so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting pretty fed up with my loose bowels and that it's probably IBS. I'm going to go to my GP to see what's possible, but should I explain to my doctor how it affects my sex life if I bottom? It's so frustrating that I probably can only bottom a handful of times a year due to the effort and the problems with this, and I'm not sure if it's even relevant to a doctor, yet it's an important part of my life that I'm having to miss out on. I really don't know how doctors respond to the whole butt stuff with us gays these days. I'm not a young guy, so I feel there's still prejudice like years gone by. So I'd be interested to hear the old queen's thoughts. Thanks. Okay. It's a lot, lot to take in. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> well, my answer is still the same, yes, yeah. you should tell. I have experienced similar concerns mm. and issues. Mm. I was taken to a sort of, I don't know what you'd call it, but a special clinic yeah. around the the um, function of the bottom area. Yeah. And um, because I had IBS. Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. yeah. And I talked about, you know, various things that I was up to. And I said, <laughs> I said, do, you know, about douching, is that... Yeah. Is that a problem? And they said, no, douching is actually really good for oh, people with IBS. Okay. So um, so do you, do you douche? Well, not at the moment because I'm not getting any, but... Um, do you douche or doo-doo? <laughs> I like the way you do your lips to that. Um, well, yeah, I would, yeah. 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 I, I, I also suffer from IBS. It's quite a recent thing. It's quite painful at times. And I haven't bottomed for years, um, probably because of it. Yeah, have a look at your diet. Yeah, well, did, did you write this letter? No, I did. <laughs> no, I didn't write this letter. <laughs> sneaking it in. I didn't, <laughs> didn't sneak it in. Um, but like. obviously, it's close to my bottom. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I find it. Yeah, I found it. I don't know if I would tell the doctor. I mean, maybe I should. I but, tell my doctor everything. Do you? Yeah. I never get the same doctor, so it's like... I know I don't care. Right. I mean, they know. I mean, they must... I've t I have told them that I'm gay. I mean, everyone so. knows. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone listens to this podcast, so they must know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think... I'm, I mean, and I'm, when I tell them things, I, t I, I, you know, I'm always saying, oh... And did you know I've I've got syphilis? <laughs> I mean, you're telling everyone that, <laughs> and they always say, "Oh, well, thank you for telling me." <laughs> they love it. They love it, but other people run away screaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should ask if they're from the medical profession before you actually tell them. <laughs> There's a. WhatsApp group that a couple of my lesbian friends are, belong to called Elements. Right. I'm desperate to be part of that group and they've never let me in. Well, you heard it here first. It, Tommy needs to be let into Elements right now. <laughs> Maybe that's our new podcast as well. Mm. Yes. Uh, I it's would, a good question, though. I, I think it's a good question because yeah. I think a lot of people suffer from this, especially when you get a bit older. Mm. I would say... Vera. Oh. <laughs> Just have a little shot of aloe vera with your pint of water in the morning. And it is quite good at kind of 
clearing you out. Yeah. We said that together. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was, well, I, that's what I was thinking about when you said like, aloe vera. I was like, mm-hmm. what's going to clear you out? I mean, I, I don't think that's the problem. <laughs> I think the clear out isn't the, the issue. But yes, I think I would tell my doctor that I'm gay. Well, it wasn't that. It was like that you want to have more anal sex. Well, yeah, that I'm gay and I like buggery bum sex. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, that could be something that a straight man could could potentially say. Of course. You know, like if that was a problem, then maybe he would just say, I like things at my bottom. Yeah. Do you? (laughs) How about you? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, I want to be a song's by Cole Porter. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite sure that's the (laughs) time. No, is it Cole Porter? I think, yeah, I. Yeah. I like potato chips, moonlight. <laughs> How about you? I like things up my bottom. How about you? Uh, that was in my repertoire when I used to do wedding singing. Uh, not the bottom bit. No. <laughs> Just the, the Cole Porter song. <laughs> anyway, final question. Uh, we'll move on from IBS. This one's from me, yeah? This one's, this one's your one. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's not your one. <laughs> Um, dear old queens, open relationships. What are the rules you both agree to, and how did it become open? I'm currently discussing opening the re- the relationship with my partner of seven years. It's been a difficult topic, but he's warmed up to the idea after we've thoroughly explored what sexual needs our relationship fulfills. 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 (laughs) I wondered if that was just a different word that I hadn't heard. No, it's like physical (laughs) (laughs) fulfillment. What we enjoy in each other and what is outside his boundaries. I say this because he has no desire to sleep with anyone else. So it will be a one-sided deal. The reason I want to be open is because I have an incredibly high libido. This is obviously your one than him. And I'm into a lot of kinks that we don't share at all. And because of this, I've been left unable to explore myself and grow sexually. He is also exclusively a top, which works between us, though I still want to top occasionally. So now we're slowly getting to the rules of, a, of engagement or arrangement. His terms so far are... One, no kissing. Should be avoided, though it's not a big deal if it happens once. Two, use condoms. Also mostly fine, though I'd like to explore breeding with someone I can trust. <laughs> Three, get on prep, obviously. Four... Although I'd, I'd like to, t- in Bristol, it's very difficult to get through to the gum clinic on the phone at the moment. So <laughs> not quite sure how easy it is to get on prep at the moment. So that's why we're doing the podcast. <laughs> we know they listen. Yeah. It's just like, I cannot get through to you uh, to get more prep. Four. I can give you some if you want. Uh, can you? Great. That's brilliant. Four. Get tested routinely, which I think we should all be doing anyway. Five. Keep it out of the house. I get it, though it would be nice just to use the guest's bedroom if an opportunity presented itself. And six, this would be the clincher for me, no poppers. Apparently this guy's not interested, so that's fine too. I'd 
I what? find that's a bit of a random one. I though. know <laughs> that is that is quite weird. Just like why isn't he allowed to do poppers with someone else? Anyway, I find some of his terms a little too controlling. I understand that he wants to protect himself from STDs, but I'd like him to trust me to decide how to protect myself. I don't intend to sleep with just any strangers. I want to find people with similar kinks and maybe make it a regular thing. What do the old queens think? Well, shall we go through this list again? Go on then. Number one, no kissing. <laughs> I think that's fine. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but is if he, if he's getting kisses from the other one, no. Well, brother, heard a man say, "Save all your kisses hmm. for me." Save all. Your... Oh, that, oh, that is what he's saying. Save yeah. all your kisses for me. Yeah. If you have sex with someone else, don't I mean, kiss that's, them. That's why you need to know: is he feeling like the kissing? He's getting the kissing from. The boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So he can get the kissing from the boyfriend. Mm. So the boyfriend doesn't want him to do it elsewhere. Mm. It is a bit weird, though. It's going to be a bit odd if you're having sex with someone and you're not allowed to kiss them. Like, talking from an outsider's point of view. Please yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a bit odd to me. I like, I like a snog myself. Um, get on prep. I think that's fine. Oh, yeah. I thought that was just you saying that. <laughs> no, that was actually part of the question. But I thought I'd bring up the issue with Unity Health Centre that you can't actually get through on the phone at the moment. 90 minutes I was on the phone this morning. Um, four, get tested routinely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we obviously. That. Yeah. Keep it out of the house. Oh, I also think that's fine. I think that's fine, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. about the guest bedroom. <laughs> I mean, it depends... What the guest bedroom's like. Yeah. Also, have you never spoken to your partner about possibly a threesome? Yeah, but they haven't, they're not into it. They're no, not, no, no. They haven't got a high sex drive. Okay. Yeah, but they might do if they're, like, the third person was hot. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. No poppers. Yeah, I don't know why that is, <laughs> but fair enough. Like, I don't think that's that bad. Maybe it's because they think that they might get really carried away and start kissing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Maybe it's connected. Yeah. Personally, I'm like... I liked it, though, that he said, um, although I'm quite keen to do some breeding. <laughs> I know, right. I mean, we're just, like, everyone's letting everything hang out this, this episode. It's like springing all out of the box for the spring special. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'd renegotiate one and six. No kissing and no poppers. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the rest is absolutely fine. That's, I, be, I mean, that's a very clear answer, Bernie. I'd sacrifice the spare bedroom element. I think the spare bedroom... Yeah, what is they saying? No, spa, Not even the spare bedroom. Not even in the spare bedroom. Yeah, I think that's fine also. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can obviously do it at someone else's house or... Yeah. In a field or a lavatory yeah. somewhere. Yeah. You know, or... Yeah, I guess the difficult situation is if then someone is also in that kind of same, similar version situation is that they're only ever going to be able to do it in a field. Yeah. Well, it depends what kind of kinky stuff mm. he wants to do. If he, like, that might be, like, if he wants to do horseplay, for instance, doing it in a field is fine. Mm. Yeah. Puppet pup play might be fine in a field. Horse. I, I would like to dress up as a horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's going to be an opportunity this year for you to do that. Don't worry. For my birthday? 
for your birthday, for somebody else's birthday. And everyone can sing the theme tune to Black Beauty. Black Beauty. I think what I prefer is that if everyone just kind of came on hobby horses and then we played that. And everybody just kind of so you don't like circles. dressing up as ailments. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. But I'm thinking the hobby horse would work as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, I think we've answered all of those questions. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you've got any um, pressing queer quandaries, please do uh, email them in to hello at whatthatoldqueen dot com, and uh, we'll treat them. With the respect that they deserve. What about my? What about my one? Oh yeah, come on. What's your one? Well, my one is um, I've got a secret crush mm-hmm. on um, the mouse man. A man who dresses up as a mouse. No, he doesn't. Oh. He just comes to kill the mouse that are currently residing in my apartment. Is this why you're getting all those ailments? To know, actually, it could be. Could be related. I could be in a, inadvertently eating mouse poo. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, so he's come round three times now and put traps down, mm. but the mouse is still present. Uh. And the other day I saw the mouse jump from one of the cupboards onto the floor oh. and then walk away very casually. Casually? Yeah. Oh, the fuckers, aren't they? Sort of looks at me and then walks away. Just stamp on it. It's too fast. And I don't know why this mouse man can't, like... Just kill it. Like, is he doing it so because that... he wants to see me more? I think so. Because he's really hot. He looks like Santa Claus. I think he's planting the mice. And we're on WhatsApp together now. Are you? Yeah. What's he called? Mouse Man. <laughs> I've called him Mouse Man mm. in, my, in my contacts, but he's called Stuart. Right. My neighbour's obsessed with him as well. And she says, don't call him Stuart because he doesn't like it. He's called Stu. Oh. And I say, don't you think he's hot, though? And she says, he seems like a very nice man. Yeah. But he says that um, he, he thinks that my neighbour's a bit unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all know is true. Your neighbour doesn't listen to this podcast, does she? Hopefully not. No. Great. <laughs> <laughs> But how do I get to see more of him and... and Get rid of the mouse. And get rid of the mouse, yeah. Because I'm quite enjoying it because he's coming around quite a lot. Does he do, Does he just do mice? Or does he, he do does other things? as well. Yeah, but or, I'm really... Or what, what about other infestations? Don't know, I haven't asked. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's a question you need to ask next time. But he's also very... He does behave like a lover because he messages me and says, okay, I'll pop in next time I'm in Bristol. Oh. So it's all very... That sounds like a lot of your um, like relationships. Yeah, they keep you on tenterhooks. <laughs> yeah. They, he, he won't commit to a date or a time. That's why so you fancy I'm, him. I'm com- constantly looking at the, out the front door thinking... Is he coming? Maybe, Is he here? <laughs> maybe today. <laughs> maybe <laughs> this time. <laughs> I'll be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> But the problem is, if he is actually successful in his job, then he will never come again. Oh, don't worry. I don't think he is. But then the problem is then, is I'll be dealing with a mouse for the rest <laughs> uh, of the over, years. Overrun with mice. Yeah. yeah. I think you need a two-pronged approach. A, put down poison for the mouse. Mm. Kill it. B, 
get a clockwork mouse that looks real for when he's around, so he keeps coming over. But he likes to see evidence as in shit. You might have to borrow that from elsewhere. Or save it up. Save it up while the mouse is still here and then... There's a whole collection of it underneath that sofa. If you're <laughs> okay. Not really into mouse scat. But... <laughs> <laughs> is this what the mouse trap is all about? I've not seen it, well, so it I'm wondering... the longest running... West End show. Yeah, and I think I've got the longest running relationship with a mouse man. Yeah. So it is the mouse trap. Mm. I'm the trap. You're the t- you're the honey trap. <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since someone's called me that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, well on that bombshell. Mm. Um I think we've come to the end of the podcast. I enjoyed that. What love think... what great fun. Yeah. We haven't done this for quite a while. No, could do it. We should do it more. We should do it more often, <laughs> shouldn't we? Well, I feel like we could do a few specials yeah. this year. Okay. And yeah, maybe uh, we could do one around the um, coronation. Yeah, we could do a coronation special. Mm. Pride, your birthday, our birthday, mm. and uh, Christmas. Halloween. Halloween and Christmas. Mm. There you go. We're done. And that's like a whole season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just spread out. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Please go and see Sadiq's show. Uh, we'll be there on um, the 22nd of April. Uh, and if you're not in Bath, we'll put a list of the other dates or where you can find them in the uh, programme description below. What about my show? Because well, I'm yeah. touring my show Oh yes, in what, May. What, what's your show? My show is called A Shining Intimacy. Yes. And it's also going to Bath mm. at the end of May. And I'm also going to the Tobacco Factory in Bristol and Camden People's Theatre in London, Margate Tom Thumb, and, yeah, Euston Off. I might want to go to the Margate one. I think you should. Yeah. Mm. I'm loving a bit of Margate. Well, if you want to come, we could hire a little cottage or something. Yeah. Right, let's do it. Okay. All right. Great. So go and see Tommy, go and see Sadiq, and listen to the reruns of our podcast. (laughs) We'll see you next time on What That Old... You have been listening to What That Old Queen Written and presented by Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges The show was produced by Bernie Hodges For Hodge Podcasting in 2023 If you have a question for the old queens Or you'd like to be a guest Or you want to sponsor a show and give us lots of money You can email hello at thatoldqueen.com Or find us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.